Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. In the book of Jude, you will see uh, Michael the Archangel, who's the chief prince over the state of Israel. But you will see there's a dispute that goes on with him and Satan over Moses' body. Moses had actually uh, struck the rock. God had asked him to speak to the rock. And there's a reason, there's a whole teaching behind that's really powerful. But my point is, is that uh, the Lord said, because you've done this, you can't enter into the promise or the Canaan land, the promised land. And uh, so he said, basically, when I die, he said, take my bones into the promised land. Lucifer or Satan, who's a legalist, he's like the most aggressive lawyer you can imagine. He's interested in the fine print. And so what happened was he said he had a dispute with, with Michael over the body, over the body, or perhaps over his soul. <clears throat> but I notice, or we notice that, uh, that, say, uh, that Michael says, the Lord rebuke thee. Now I want you to capture this. Michael honored the enemy. Now that sounds because we're taught to hate the powers of darkness, taught to hate Satan, show, so we should. But I want to understand Michael, Michael comes from the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is all about honor. In the kingdom of God, if you're born of the Spirit of God, you you are part of a royal priesthood. Royalty understands the principles of honor. Today's royalty, they talk in terms of royalty and commoners, but royalty understands how to elevate, how to lift up, how to honor people, how to be honored themselves. They understand those principles. Because Michael comes from the kingdom of God, Michael understands the principles of honor. There are some people in the world today that do not deserve to be honored, but we honor them, you ready for this? Because they have intrinsic value as a person. Now getting back to the enemy, if you can swallow this as a bit of solid meat this morning, the reason why he honored him, it's not that Satan is honorable. No, no way. But Michael, Michael represents God the Father and God is honorable. Satan hates honor, and his kingdom is, is uh, his kingdom, if you like, is established around dishonor and bringing people down. But the kingdom of God is not about that. God honors you. God honors every single person that's existed, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because everybody ultimately has been created in the image of God. And I want to talk about honor this today. I want to continue on this message because I'm seeing a generation and you're witnessing it too. In fact, I was, um, uh, what does honor mean? Honor means to esteem. It means to have regard. It means to cherish. It means to put a value on another person. The Bible talks about we give honor where honor is due. But we also give honor to people because we are honored ourselves. It's, sometimes it's difficult for a young person to honor somebody if their parents have not honored them. So if they do not come from a family or a network uh, where there's honor in the home and a child begins to grow up under a dishonored context, it's very difficult for them to understand the principles of honor. But you see, when you go back to the kingdom of God, God is about honor because honor is an expression of love. Honor comes from humility. And when you honor yourself, you naturally will esteem others. When you bring people down and criticize and gossip, that tells me a window about your personal life or about my life. See, honor comes 
because it reflects and it's a mirror of who we are. And when we understand honor and when we connect it as a royal priesthood, we understand that God honors, God honors humanity. God loves people. God loves the world. There, then we begin to honor others. Now, let me say this. There wouldn't be a divorce if there was honor. You may have to think about that. There wouldn't be an abortion. Now, you say, oh, how about rape? There wouldn't even be a rape. If a man honored a woman and esteemed and cherished a woman, there would never, ever be a rape on this world. There would never be adultery, the breaking of a covenant, and sickness and health and life and death, the good times and the bad times, and yet someone crosses the mark. That adultery is an expression. I may be sexual after there might be chemistry and uh, some secrets going on and stuff, but really, when we jump the line like that, we've dishonored. Pornography is a good example. If men honored women, there wouldn't be pornography. We wouldn't be able to support, we wouldn't support that industry. Women wouldn't be driven if they were honored initially and not on themselves. They wouldn't be move or moving into uh, the area of prostitution. So I, I paint these pictures because I'm trying to get us to understand the power of honor. The reason why we've got so much debauchery and sin in the world is it comes from a premise of sin. I understand that. But basically, honor, span, dishonor, dishonor spans the nations. And when you've got people, for example, in government, and I'm not talking about the Cook Islands government, okay? So I'm not talking about our government. I'm going to talk about another government around the world. When you've got a man that actually goes up, and I'm not talking about Donald Trump or Biden or anybody like that, but I'm talking history, history, but I'm not going to name them, okay? When you've got a man that gets up in a nation, it's a big influential nation, and actually faces the media and gives an, a terrible lie, and then all it's over the Watergate, you'll know who I'm talking about, affair, was a lie to the nation. You know what it does in the hearts of the people? This is an honorable position. It's a position of the presidency is a position of trust. We have the nation at interest as first priority. But when there's lies and deceit and manipulation and all kinds of craft and the people get to hear about it, there's a loss of an expectation. And it dishonors the role. And before you know it, that seed of kind of like, oh, well, if they don't respect themselves, why should I respect the role? I want you to think about that now. If I don't respect myself, why should you respect me? If you don't respect yourself, why should people respect you? Young girl this morning, if you don't respect yourself morally, why should the guys respect you? You respect yourself, and out of respecting yourself, you will command respect. And then you go the next level. Then there was a, a, another leader, a great leader, a, 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 a very famous guy, but after he was killed, if you like, we began to understand there's a whole level, there's a whole list of adulterous affairs that the, basically the American community and uh, culture began to find out. They were shocked and horrified. Again, it begins to dishonor the role of trust, and it begins to have in the mind of the people, if you don't honor the role, why should I honor it? You see, if a father, and some, we work like this, if my father is not honorable, my dad's dead, but if my father comes home and he's a drunkard and he beats up on the kids and he beats up my mother, there's something within me that would despise him. And yet, let me say this, I would, I, there's nothing in me would want to honor my father. Some of us have had dads like that. 
And it's very difficult if we've been abused or attacked or so forth, it's very difficult for us to be able to respect, cherish, and honor. You know what I'm saying now? If you've got a corrupt, I've heard people say this, oh, I didn't even want to vote nowadays. They're all the same, they say. But you see, what's happened is this, people have been given a role of leadership, but those people, some people in that role of leadership have never taken the full responsibility and honored the role and honored themselves and honored others and honored the nations. And therefore it sows a seed of dishonor in our community. And we're beginning to reap a harvest. And I understand lawlessness at the end of the day, at the end of the age, but we're beginning to see that widespread. I went to the uh, uh, um, sporting event the other day and walked around and I watched, I watched. And I thought this would be interesting. I watched a group of young people with all respect. There's a girls that only be about 12 or 13, you know, neck and neck and arm and arm. And they're walking down the pathway and older people, you know what older people are having to do? Having them walk around them. But maybe 30 years ago, those girls would have gone off into the track and walked around like this and got back on. What's happened? What's happened? You know what I mean? It, 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 there's a minus. There's a subtraction in our community where we begin to dish people. We begin to pull people down. We begin to criticize people. Yet remember, Michael the angel didn't even bring a charge against the evil one. And we're quite frivolous. We have like diarrhea of the mouth sometimes and we're prepared to criticize others and pull other people down, government officials, leadership. It's in the church. It's in the business world. We begin to pull people down like that. And it comes because we have not been taught the principle of honor. And honor, you ready for this? It starts in the homes. It starts with fathers honoring girls, honoring their daughters, looking after them, admonishing them, empowering them speaking words of affirmation to them. It speaks, it starts when dads in the home begin to honor the wives, lift their wives up. You know, I came from a home, my dad honored my mum. My dad never slapped his mother around. He never came home as a drunkard. He never swore at my mother. He never yelled, he never roared at my mum. That's because she controlled him. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that out, lighten it up a bit. No, that's not true. My dad, he didn't. It wasn't the case at all. But my, I never saw my dad do that. My dad loved my mother. He served my mother, yet he still led the home. It's honor in the home. And you've got three kids there, Justin, Paul, and myself, are serving Jesus. Because I believe if you honor, do you know what it does? It opens up the heavens. The Bible talks about it. It opens up long life. It opens up the blessing of the Lord upon your destiny. It's like I said last week, it's, it's a little bit like having a, uh, a wheelbarrow going uphill, you know, by yourself, treading on glass, you know. And, and it's, it's, it's like, it gets worse. It's all this mud and it's just like, it's just like, it's horrible. Honor. Can you say honor this morning? I want to I wanna teach about honor. Because over in Romans chapter one, remember this? They did not glorify God, meaning they did not honor him. They were not thankful, number two. And then they become darkened in their mind and futile in their heart. There's a process, gratitude, appreciation. When we begin to lose honor, we no longer appreciate. I was talking to somebody this morning and uh, well, James and I were having a talk and that, and he said, you know, let's, he said, what ends up happening is someone does somebody a haircut for free. 
And you think, oh, wow, man, saved myself 25 bucks. That's awesome. Appreciate that. Then next two weeks later, does your hair again. And it's, oh, thanks. Two or three weeks later, does your hair for nothing again. Oh, yeah, thank you. And what's happened is we've become familiar. When someone's doing stuff good all the time and our parents are serving us and our parents are, are providing for us and our parents are saying all the good things to us and stuff, we begin to take the familiar ground. Oh, it's just dad and mum. Now, the Lord convicted me. And I wanted to say this last week. The Lord really convicted me. Remember I told you, I asked the Holy Spirit, Lord, is there anything that I'm doing in my life that's offending you? And the whole, one of the things that the Lord spoke to me, and he said this, he said, you disbelieve your parents. That's all he says. Sometimes the Lord says something and it's like, can you tell me more? Can you explain more about that? Can you give me like, you've given me a sentence. Can I have the paragraph? And you itch for the paragraph and just sometimes it's just the sentence that comes. You disbelieve your parents. And I knew what he was talking about. I thought, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. I love my dad and mum, and I grew up in a home of honor like that. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're my parents. They're just dad and mum. I see dad and mum. And so therefore, my respect for them, I'm so used to seeing dad and mum that I become casual, familiar. That's just dad and mum's voice. So the voice doesn't have the power that if a life coach came and said, you need to sort that out, son. Well, yeah, okay. But if dad said it, it doesn't have the weight anymore because I've grown up in the home. I've become familiar. But what we need to do is, you ready for this? Even though, even though a politician a family member may not be deserving in your eyes of honor and respect. You ready for this? We honor them and we respect our parents. We honor our government. We respect our government because of the office and the responsibility and the role that they have. And let me tell you, if we don't do it, this is what ends up happening. The heavens begin to close. So let's go back to the Scriptures, shall we? Let's prove some points and get this around our lives so we're not just talking, we're actually getting the Scripture. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it here. And I want us to look with this a little bit with the fear of the Lord. We, we've talked about the roots of dishonor and uh, different things like that. Let me go here. Are you alive this morning? Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right. <clears throat> 2 Timothy 3.2. <clears throat> it talks about for people, 2 Timothy 3.2. This is, you ready? This is what you're going to see in the future. So the Bible is about present. It's about history. It's about present. It's about future. So sometimes the prophets, minor and major prophets, sometimes the gospel writers, sometimes the epistle writers talk about the future. This is what you and I are going to see. Get ready for it. It says this, For people will love only themselves. What does that mean to love themselves? It means if you love only, it means it's me first. It's kind of like it's my interest before your interests. Let me tell you, that's a dishonor right there. When my life is more important than your life in my eyes, it's me first. How does it affect me? That's a dishonor. And, and lovers of money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. Now, that's an interesting one. And then it says, says disobedient to the appearance and ungrateful. Now, I'll break that down. The word disobedience actually means unbelieving. Hey, didn't God just convict me about 
25 years ago about having unbelief for my parents. Here it is in here. It's the same words. It was ticking God off. Why does God esteem dad and mum? I'll tell you the reason why God esteems dad and mum is this, because it is a structure and a system that represents the kingdom of God. It's a system and a structure for children to grow up in wholeness. I listened to an Afro-American the other day talk about in the Afro-American community how many single parents, I didn't realize it's well in the 80% now of single parents in the Afro-American community where they are. And he says the crime rate is absolutely phenomenal. Then they did statistics, secular statistics of individuals growing up in a normal home. When I say normal home, I'm talking with a dad and a mum present in the house versus a young girl or a young boy having one mum only, no dads, or alternatively, uh, a dad and no wife, uh, no wife, no partner, and the crime rate shoots up astronomically. It's incredible. But what's the enemy want to do? If you want to see what the enemy is interested in, look at what he's wrecking around the world. He's wrecking families, redefining families, undermining fathers through media and comedy shows. And, uh, you know, just uh, the girls is the same. God loves families. Maybe you've never been in a great family. That's okay. You can join up and hook up with another family. You're part of a bigger family now. The global family, the body of Christ. Maybe you've had a real stink image of dad and maybe your dad was abusive. That can change. You ready for this? If we don't honor our parents, our life is, you ready for this? Cut short. You'll be surprised. Let's go back into the Word. Let's look. Got really quiet in here. I hope we're not too, okay. So Deuteronomy 5.16, this is the Old Testament. It says, honor your father and mother. This is pretty much the law of first mention. As the Lord your God has commanded you, speaking to Israel. Now, the reason why God speaks to the children to honor is because he's wanting to set up a lifestyle pattern of honor because it gets worse as we get older. We have a bigger responsibility. And now, ready? It's the finances up the hill. You can be blessed financially, but you'll do it without the blessing of God. You do it with the spirit of hardship. Now the family, it's the children up the hill. It's the marriage, it's up the hill. And we look at our life, every single area seems to be difficult. Seems to be, why me? I'm looking older. You know, it's just like far out. And some Christians, we look way older than what we are. But I tell you, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's a youngness. There's a freshness about us. If it's clean on the inside. But when we've got all this stuff attached to bitterness and attached to unforgiveness and attached to false expectations and uh, uh, these things, what happens is we begin to grow old on the inside and crusty. So God begins to speak to Israel, and it's a principle that works for this. This is what He says. He says that I commanded you that honor them, that your days may be long. Who would like to live a long life? Be honest. Now, how about this? How about you had a terrible life? a shocking life, a life that you didn't enjoy, would you like to live long? Probably not. But he's promising, he's a promise, he's two promises, that you'll live long and that you, will, that you may be well looked after and blessed with you in the land that the Lord's gonna give you. So this is why if you honor your parents, authority, God is going to give you extension, a long life, plus you're going to do well. 
Exodus 21, 17, and when he curses, and he who curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. That was under the Levitical the Mosaic law. Those who curse their parents, and then I worked, the, the word curse means treat them with little value. Now, it's this. Uh, some of us need to learn how to operate and how to work under wicked leadership. Because I, I, I like what one guy said, there's no point us leaving wicked leadership. Uh, you've got a job that you're working for somebody who's really just corrupt and stuff or a government fish or whatever. If you leave, then your light goes and it's just more darkness. But if you're there, you are an influence. Now, Nebuchadnezzar with Daniel, Daniel never said, I'm not working for Nebuchadnezzar. I'm out of here. Didn't have much choice anyway, but I'm out of here. No, he worked and labored and God gave him a voice into government. It's the same with uh, Joseph. Joseph was raised up. But you see what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes we just get out, vacate these places. I think it's good the church is in these places so that we can be a light, we can be a voice, we can be an influence. Pray for our leaders. If you're under somebody like that, you just, you just pray for them. Don't despise them. Don't gossip around them. Love your enemies. Proverbs 20, 20, it says, whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. Uh, Ephesians 6, 1 and 3, it says, honor or obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Now, when I was about 14 years of age, and there's reasons for this, I uh, kind of like Frank Sinatra, I did things my way and I got into a whole heap of rebellion. Okay, a whole heap of rebellion. It wasn't pretty and it wasn't nice. But I tell you what, it was like, it was like God doing this to me. You ready? Like that. Everything I put my hand to didn't work in the end. It was terrible. The oppression, the darkness, it was just horrible. As it wasn't just demonic, the Bible says God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. I actually was being opposed by God the Father. I really believe that. But when I surrendered my life and surrendered my pride and my rebellion and my insolence, I came in, I humbled myself, and it was at that point the opposition from God, the restrictions, the parameters, the containment of God began to come off my life. First up, I had a sense of peace, joy, settlement. I was sick of doing things my way. I was at that point where it's just like the prodigal son. It's like, you know, make me like one of your hired servants. You know, let me do that. But when I drop my attitude, then I begin to respect my parents and love my parents, even though they were great people. There was just stuff that was going on in my life. I began to love them. Then the windows of heaven began to open over my life. It was like a shift. It was like a change. But it came at the point of the cross because it came at the point where I began to humble myself before the Lord there and, and allowed God to actually do His thing. And I began to honor my father and honor my mother. And the reason why I didn't honor them, do you know the reason why is? I'll tell you. This might help some young people. It's because I got in the wrong crowd. I got into a wrong crowd at an early age. It wasn't a good crowd. It was a wrong crowd. They lived in a different neighborhood than I lived in. And uh, these guys were really interesting guys. And they meant business. And I got in the thick with those guys. And I got into trouble. And then... I compared their households, which were completely broken, and I compared my good household. 
My dad had brand new cars and, you know, for work cars and it was a nice home and it was like there was affluence going on. It was water and I compared it and I thought, man, I'm a gangster. <sighs> I don't need to be in this nice home. I should be in this home. I should be rocking the streets at two in the morning and hitting people up and stitching people up and robbing their money and feeling good about myself. And what happened is this. That's kind of how I thought because I was in the wrong company. What does the Bible say? Bad company corrupts good morals. So we think, oh, you have to be in a, a bad family environment to walk, live like that. No, you don't. You could be in a great stable home and still doing cocaine. You could be in a great stable uh, environment, family, and running a racket. At the end of the day, it's choices that we have and I chose a different way. It was, a, it was a path of rebellion. And the Bible says a person that's in rebellion lives or dwells in a dry land. Wow. Okay, let's continue to move through this. Uh, children, obey your parents and that. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Now there's a promise as a first commandment. Now let me explain about honor as this. Honor does not mean that I have to obey wrong. If my parents ask me to do something wrong, to cover up or to lie, I honor you, dad and mum, as people because you have your title and your role and I love you, but I, I am not going to do this. If the government, we honor the government, we speak well of the government, we honor the government, but if the government demanded that we do something wrong, it was against the word of God, we don't obey it. Honor is not, oh yeah, okay, we're all in. Honor is still being able to recognize, honor is not necessarily complete blind loyalty. It's still, it's, it's loyalty to God because God is pure, God is holy, God is just, He's never sinned. So this, and I'm going to throw this out, even with culture, it's loyalty over our culture. Some people, let me throw this out, but some people love the family. They love, uh, it's family first. But I'm telling you, if it's family first, there's no blessing on it. If it's children first, there's no blessing on it. Parents that put their children first before God and don't dedicate them, there's no well-being that comes upon them. It's not about, it's not about careers and you know, living life. I know plenty of parents that want to live their lives through their children. They would never admit it, but it's obvious. But it's not about that. It's about, it's about getting our children up the front here or whatever, and we dedicate our children to the Lord. And we are a, a partner and a caretaker and we're going to allow God to help us supernaturally bring our children up. I gave James, Melody and Zachary over to the Lord. When they were born, we dedicated them before the Lord, but we said they are your children, Lord. We give their destinies, we give their, their life, their marriage partners, we give their education, we give their physical well-being, we give it over to you in your plan. Exactly the same as Hannah did to Samuel. Samuel became one of the biggest voices in the whole of Israel. Incredible. And so what I see sometimes, that it's, it's, like it's, it's, it's like we become more loyal to our rugby club than honoring the Lord. Oh, we would never say that, but that's how we live it. Because remember, value is proved true not by what we say, but by what we do. Uh, we become more loyal to our children than God. We become more loyal to our job than God. But at the beginning of the year, remember I said, we've got to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added. Mate, isn't Christianity so simple? 
isn't, isn't it just doing a few things right? It's not complicated. It's just been, if you told me how to, look, hey, let me throw this out. I can read a whole lot of books on how to love my wife. I don't know if you've ever done that. <laughs> Go into the bookstore, eh? your wife's behind you. How to, the six principles of how to love your wife. Doesn't it come natural? Doesn't honor come natural? We're dating somebody, we're gonna date you know, our girlfriend and we open up the car door, you know, our wife, we get married and we open up the car door, we open up here, darling, hop in there and we get around here. Oh, that's awesome. And hop in, we drive happy chappy. 30 years later, it's get in the car, you old goat, we've got to go. <laughs> but isn't that what it's like? We drop it, man. But we've got we've to lift others up. Some of you aren't laughing. The reason why you're laughing, because it's a reality. The ideal is doors open. The reality is slammed doors, cold dinners, if you're lucky. Just throwing this out, I, you know, when I've been praying about this, I actually believe some of you need to honor yourselves. Just let that sink for a bit. nice you need to honor yourself respect yourself the way you dress the way you carry yourself I nailed a girl in Auckland a while back I'll rephrase those words I didn't nail her I was actually very gentle actually I said don't lower yourself man I didn't even say that I was more gentle than that I said can we talk <laughs> we're in a house a whole lot of us and I knew she was hungry for a boyfriend I knew that I'd heard through the grapevine, but she wanted a man. And there's a whole lot of guys in this, this, this room, and they didn't respect themselves. She's hanging out with the wrong crowd. This girl comes from a Christianized background. And I thought to myself, and she, they're all on the floor, and she decided there's a lot of people she could be hanging out with. But no, she started to hang out with these guys, and it wasn't to win them to Jesus. It was, is there an opportunity? Is someone going to like me? Can I find a space or a heart that's warm towards me? I pulled her up afterwards. I said, look, <clears throat> and I always get myself in these kind of situations, you know. I, I, I didn't say it like this, but I kind of said it. You're better than this. Give yourself an image to live up to, not down to. Give our children an image to live up to, not down to. Have great vision, great aspiration. It doesn't have to be all down. I'm not saying just... We shouldn't despise small beginnings. We should honor small beginnings. It's good, especially if the word of God's in it. God starts, tells us to start something small. But I'm saying this. We need to respect ourselves. Honor yourself. Some of us are working so much, working, 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 and we can't say no to anybody because we've got this man-pleasing thing. We've got to please everybody on the island. And we've got to be here, got to be there, got to be there, and got to be over here. We're involved with this. We're on that committee. We're in this. And it's just, well, how about the children? How about the husband? When was the last time you ministered to him? Husbands, we're so in the career and so involved, and it's, oh, it's my rugby club, and this, this, and it's going on and that. When was the last time you ministered to your wife and loved your wife? And I'm not talking about intimacy, intimacy. I'm just talking about love. My goodness. Um, I'm for real about this. And then we've got to learn to go home and appreciate our parents. Thank our parents. Thank them. 
appreciate them. They buy us clothes. They buy us the latest shoes and all sorts of stuff. And man, what my dad did, oh my goodness, he went out of his way to earn extra money to do special stuff for our family. I was able to thank him a lot before he died. I went back and rethanked him. When we lose our gratitude, we lose something. Some of us, some of you guys struggle with authority. We struggle with authority because we've had a bad family image and we're just like, oh, well, you know, and we can't even honor a pastor. We can't honor the elders. The Bible says we should honor, you ready for this, the aged in our midst. The Bible says we should honor the elders in our midst. The Bible says we should honor, you ready, for children in our midst. Children honor, you ready? Fathers and mothers. And then it says this, wives respect the husband. Don't just call him hubby and run him down in the circle of girls and make fun of him. Honor him. If others do it, you honor him. Set the standard. And then it says, husbands, honor your wives. You ready for this? So that your prayers will not be hindered. So now it's talking to the head. We as men who have wives, we to honor, which means to esteem, cherish, nurture, lift up, put as a priority. It means to serve. It means to help out, to assist, value. Put them as the priority so that our prayers aren't blocked. And then let me throw this in. There's the law of first mention. It is a husband and a wife. And if you ladies go for the children first without going for the relationship here, let me, let me rephrase that because I've got off wrong. It's like this. What we do is the woman naturally begin to look, disconnect from the husband somehow because he's not giving love and we put everything into the children, 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 children. And there's a disconnect. I tell you, that's not God's ideal. Maybe if it's abusive relationship, yes, but you shouldn't be in it. No, this is how it's supposed to be. Husbands and wives, make yourself a priority. Do date nights, love nights, serving, helping each other's kids. Put boundaries around the children. Put some boundaries in the home. You do that, and then as they see dad and mum together like that, watch what happens. The blessing flows down on the children. They grow up in a holistic environment. The reason why we don't have whole kids is because we know it's because dad and mum aren't necessarily whole either. But if you began to have an empowered home, an encouraging home, words of love, words of affirmation, get rid of the sarcasm, get rid of the, uh, everything else that's there, honor. The Bible says even the bed, the marriage bed should be honored. We won't go into that because we're not doing a seminar on marriage, but let me tell you, honor that. That means no pornography, no silly dynamics. You honor the woman. It's an important thing. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is if we don't honor parents. You ready? Bible says a curse comes on us. Demonic oppression comes around our life. It closes up the heavens. Some of us are older now, but we had issues with dad and mom. You need to reconcile that. Dad's dead, reconcile it with God. Mum's dead, reconcile it with God. Still got this thing, still got this blame or this victim mentality. Today, kids, honor the parents, honor dad and mum. Well, dad's not spiritual. Honor him for who he is. See the good in who he is. My mother's not even spiritual. Honor her anyway. Young people, honor leadership. Honor the government. 
honour that role. Giving people, when people do stuff, giving them a thanks. The musicians will all get thanked afterwards as the people up there. But what happens is we live in a, a, a generation where it's all take. It's all me, it's all take, and, th- and there's not even a thank you. It's just like, you know, it's just like, it's, it's what have we bred? Look, we've got nasty kids today because we've had nasty adults, haven't we? I mean, is that too hard? Am I too harsh this morning? I don't think so. I think every single one of us could improve. Wouldn't it be amazing if we learned the promises, uh, uh, the principles of honor and reshaped our individual families? Because God will raise you up. That's the thing. You humble yourself. He will elevate you. He will lift you up. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.atonga.com. Until next time.